You're listening to Irish Radio Canada this moment as well. We're talking to the Egans who have come to Ottawa and we're up in Eganville uh, for a clan gathering. And I have Sue and Greg who have come probably the farthest uh, of anyone who has attended this. Uh, we heard from uh, Michael from Dublin and we heard from Maureen from Ontario. But now um, Greg and Sue are from Australia. Welcome, first of all, and thanks a million for agreeing to come and have a chat. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I understand you're the DNA expert. Uh, I'm the administrator of the DNA project. That makes you the expert. <laughs> I rely on Greg for all okay. the interpretation. Okay. So you're, you're capable of interpreting and you provide this so with the, the... Yeah, most people find the DNA analysis very challenging and I try to simplify it to the point where people can actually understand uh, uh, how it works. So before I get into how it works, how many members of the clan have produced their DNA for you and given you the results? It's around about 200 at the moment. It's the largest group, uh, the largest Irish clan group doing the DNA. The wife's clan would claim they are. <laughs> right. <laughs> they would actually. They would claim. My wife's maiden name is Marinon. Uh-huh. They actually claim that they have right. more people well, who have done well, their DNA. No. So now they have something to. There's, there's always healthy competition amongst the Irish. There's a challenge. There's a challenge. <laughs> so you're saying you have about 200 in the pan. The 200 that have done the DNA. Yes. It does so the, yeah, there are about yes. 500 people all, all up in the pan. So of those, of the 200 that have done the DNA, how many or how far back do you have to go to find the common one? Right, well the analysis that, that I do with the, uh, the results that we get from the company we're dealing with tries to work out how, how many generations back you may have a common yes. ancestor and typically we'd go back maybe as far as 20 generations okay. uh, the, the analysis is very conservative uh, and so the, the connection may be in fact shorter than that um, that's the most useful thing for folk because we put them in contact with people that are within range yeah. uh, so they talk to each other and then potentially you know, share information that, that, that the, uh, the two parties may have and we've so had some significant successes people that just didn't know each other at all uh, right. and, and we've localised them to a, to a particular town in Ireland So given that there are different companies out there who do analysis, do you recommend to your clan that they use a particular test? We've been doing this now for perhaps 15 years and so we went with a particular company that was recommended to us but of course there are now yes. many companies in yes. this game because the whole area has exploded in terms, yes. of, in terms of interest um, so in our case we use a company called Family Tree DNA yes. and uh, that was founded by some medicos uh, and, gen- and, and uh, genealogists that yes. were interested in this and then do you encourage our people to put it into GEDmatch after that? Uh, yeah, the family tree and DNA produce all the matching and indicate to people others that they may be related to. Right. Uh, but we do additional processing on that to try and home in, home in a little more and to simplify so that folks okay. can actually use the results. So as a resource then, do you find that you're being tapped by members of the clan globally? Yes, yeah, it's a global exercise. Yeah. So, so that's your department, is it? 
I'm, yes, I'm the person who receives the, the joining emails. Yeah. I communicate and ask them to put some information in to identify their their ancestors a little bit more. No. Part of the reason that we've gone with family tree DNA is that they are, we are concentrating on the Y DNA, okay. which is just from uh, male line. Right. line, whereas companies like Ancestry and 23andMe, they are doing a, an autosomal test. Yes. And that really only gives you results for about five generations back. It looks okay. at both the maternal and the uh, paternal side. But the maternal side can't help you with tracings, with following the, the name back in time. That's why we're doing the, the, y, the male DNA. One thing I'm very curious about is that if a brother and a sister do their DNA, are they liable to get different results because of the male and female? The DNA will be completely different. Okay. Right, but there may be some some fragments of their father's DNA embedded in the female DNA. But but in the case of the male, they get almost all well, they get all of their father's DNA and maybe a very small fragment of their, their mother's DNA. But that's not extracted in this particular analysis. And what about on the mother's and the female side then? It would be more back on the female on the mother's side? Yeah, well in in the case of women they all go back to a, a, a group that's called the Seven Daughters of Eve. Right? Okay. Whereas the males go back to almost unlimited number of people. Right? So, so which Results. You can see how hard this is to explain. No, I, but, uh, I, I have reasons I'm asking some of this as well, is because when I did my DNA, most of the information or the connections I ended up with, I would say, appeared to be on my mother's side. I think, because I have no clue, like some of the names that may be there from my father. And, and my aunt on my mother's side has done her DNA, and we're trying to get, she's now late 80s, and we're trying to get my uncle, who is 90, to do his. Yeah. To see what the impact would be. Yeah, well, and the reality is that the, the, the male is attached to the name, right. the family name, uh, usually. And so that's what you're tracking back. And, and because of the way the Y-DNA works, okay. there's not all that much information there on, on the mothers. So you can, can get, however, confusing situations where the mother has preserved the name even yeah. and may or may not be married. Yes. And, and the, the name is projected forward to her son, okay. right, but her, her son will not have the Egan DNA okay. from the male side. Okay. Right. So, then taking some of the, um, I won't say, in a way, the variations as distinct from the corruption of the name, yeah, yeah. Uh, because um, um, I think it was Michael mentioned that in Kansas there was Egan, which was A-G-I-N, and right. I can understand exactly where it comes, because, you know, yeah. Depending on where you came from in Ireland, you're either an Egan or an Egan. Are you either a Walsh or you're a Walsh or a Welsh or yeah. you know and the other and you were a Keegan or you were an O'Hagan. Yeah. As I understand it because of the, the Irish format. 
It does. Yeah, there, I mean, there are certainly many, many variations on Eden, and I, I usually have to pronounce it in a particular way to make sure that it's spelled properly. Right. And therein lies the problem, because the clerks that were recording the names of people that came out on, on uh, boats from, yes. from the old country were, A, disinterested, uh, perhaps only semi-literate themselves, Correct. and so they're just writing down names as they heard Based on phonetics. Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, in the case of the example uh, that I gave of uh, the barn, there were Agans and yep. Egans yep. Uh, all mixed them together, but they're, they're genetically the same. Right? Right. They are the same people. Now, they came from a very small area. So globally then, given that you guys are in from Australia, yep. have you been able to trace the migration path time-wise to Australia? Oh yes, we can do that. The, the principal difficulty is that around about 1800, uh, most, well, certainly most of the records prior to 1800 were destroyed yes. because they were in the, the four courts fire uh, in, in yes. when the rebellion yep. came in. And so one of the principal drivers for the DNA study is to, if we can connect together people who have gone to the States or Canada prior to 1800, they may have family records within the Canadian or the US system, or the, not the Australian system, so we don't go back that far. Uh, necessarily and so that allows us to hop over this disaster which was the destruction of almost all of, yes. of, the, of the records yes. in Ireland so that's the main drivers and, and within that it's to try and work out where people came from geographically within Ireland and at that point most people are quite happy right. some of the other DNA analysis schemes now are trying to work out which sub suburb in Azerbaijan you came from thousands of years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's not the driver in this case. So then, globally, given that you have maybe 500 members in the plan, when you look at the global map, yeah. um, percentage-wise, like, are there a lot in Australia, are there a lot in Canada, a lot in North America, and um, still a lot in, in, in Ireland and in the UK? Yes, yes. Uh, uh, we were looking up the numbers uh, a few days ago before we came to, to England, and about a third of the population in Australia in the mid-1800s was Irish. Yes. Right? And so the percentage are probably similar in, in big parts of Canada and certainly you know, places like New York. Right. Uh, certainly uh, that was the case. I mean, my personal experience, I mean, serendipitous, we, we were travelling in Ireland uh, on, a, on a family sabbatical leave and we just accidentally discovered the Egan's in North Tipperary. Okay. And then shortly after that, we were about to go back to Australia and Michael the plan sheet uh, sent us some uh, gravestone records and it turns out that I must have been standing on top of my great 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 whatever grandmother's tombstone which is in the middle of the Laura Abbey and then we discovered that our, the farmlands where we came from are about a mile or so from the principal Egan settlement which was a university okay. and, and of course I'm an academic uh, and it, it comes as a bit of a a buzz when you find out that you've actually come from a family of academics and, and, and lawyers and so on. So then, okay. that, 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 that's all been confirmed by the DNA because there's now a cluster of people 
about referring to as cousins. So if you were to do a census, would you be able to kind of give an approximate number of uh, people that would be of the Egan clan that are in Australia, that are in oh, yes. North America? Yeah. What, what kind of numbers would you be looking at? Not members of the official members. But no, I don't think we can do that. Right. Uh, well, it's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's another know, challenge at 200 people like, in this like with all these things, you know, <laughs> no. when I go in and I did my DNA and I hear, well, I can't find any relevance. Well, it's dependent on everyone else having done. Exactly. Correct. Correct. You can only compare with people who've tested. Yes. And at the moment, there are not enough representatives of every family yeah. in, so, in the database. Uh, I mean, certainly when you look at the results, you can see there are significant clusters. There are the two major clusters of vegans, which may be related a very long time ago, and then within them there are overlapping clusters. It's very complicated the way they these these groups fit together. So it's not a it's not a simple two-dimensional problem. So one of the things I put to Michael and I put to you is you were on Grosseal. Yeah. Yes. How did you find that experience? Given that it's the, the North American experience as distinct, but I know similar type of situations yeah. would have existed in Australia in a variety of ways. Yeah, I mean there are two principal moves in Australia. One was prior to the famine, or just on the edge of the famine, yeah. and then of course we had the gold rush, yeah. and there were the gold rush all the way around the Pacific Rim uh, you know, shortly after that, and uh, so they really came out in two largest groups, and, and that was a similar situation here. Unidentified people yes. became. Yeah. I think that was very sad. Very sad. Yeah. But it, it, it's a, a wonderful park, and the, the staff who worked there, they did a wonderful job. Yeah, and, and I think it certainly builds the connection between now and then yeah. very well. Very much. Yeah. And I think yeah, it, it, they haven't sanitized it in a way as to no. too clinical. No. It was quite moving the day there, um, and it was one of the high points of the rally. Right. Uh, so then you were in Edinburgh, and that's oh, the other high point of the rally. That was a right? wonderful day. <laughs> it was a wonderful day. Yeah. Yeah. The welcome was fabulous. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that you know the time started to stretch out on us. So yeah. It would have been nice to spend a lot more time there and just you know, moving around. And, and what you're doing in Edinburgh is great. Great. Really. Yeah. We apologise to the people who were waiting at either the end of the guys. bridge to come across while we were trying to take a photograph. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we found ourselves contemplating as we walked along the streets drinking hard liquor as to whether this may be in breach of some violence. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. But I thought, hey, we know the mayor. <laughs> we probably know the police it, chief. It is. <laughs> it should be One okay. Things about on, Ontario. Um, those type of laws are regulated provincially and drinking liquor on outdoors yeah. is against the law unless it's in a, a licensed location. Same in Australia. So, so uh, if you are arrested at the airport on the way as you're leaving, right, you know right, why. Right, yes. right. Oh, well, I, I'm usually stopped for the, uh, the explosive test. I think they, they hear my accent and they and say, Sue's we've from got Belfast. to look at her. Yeah. Sue's from Belfast. Originally Belfast. Yeah. 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 We, we met in Manchester in England when we were both right. Okay. Well, we're going to have to wrap up because uh, I can see based on time that I have run out of time. I want to thank you both. Yeah, it's been fascinating. Yeah. And uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the weekend. Okay.
Thank you very much. We've had a wonderful week. Yeah.